0: Welcome to our seventh podcast titled Champions of Hope and Leadership. I am Ben Kirby, Superintendent of Lake Orion Community Schools. The inspiration for this podcast comes from the amazing people that have shaped me, inspired me, and given me hope as I have navigated my career as an educator, and more importantly, the people who I have witnessed be champions of hope and leadership for the tens of thousands of students and adults that I have crossed paths with throughout my life. Today we have Ms. Birgit McQuiston, and Birgit is a Lake Orient School Board member for the past 12 years, proud mother of two graduated dragons, uh, Emily and Eric, and also don't forget about the new grandson, Leo. Right. Uh, she's been a champion of hope for many across the community with her work as a school board member and a key member of the Blessings in a Backpack team. So, Ms. McQuiston, thanks for being here. Can you tell us a little, little bit about the Blessings in a uh, Blessings in a Backpack program, how it serves the Lake Orion community?
1: Yeah, first of all, thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be here with you today. Well, Blessings in a Backpack is one of my heartiest passions in life. Uh, we started back in 2011, and it was an idea from two principals at the time. Um, One is retired, that would be Diane Danaskis, and currently Jennifer Gothals, who's a principal at Weber. They were both principals of Title I schools, and they noticed the need for children who weren't getting enough food Mm -hmm. and wanted to start the program. And they invited me in, and we started doing research and legwork and soon invited other people into the circle. Mm -hmm. And we launched in Spring, we worked beforehand to develop it. You can't start a Blessings in a backpack without having a plan to move forward. Mm -hmm. Because the worst thing you can do is start a program and then not be able to continue it. Mm -hmm. So we started and had financial funding from the community. And our first challenge, if you will, was letting people know there were actually hungry children in Lake Orient. Which was shocking to a lot of people. Like, oh, we know there are hungry people around and children. But come on, Lake Orion? And Mm -hmm. it was like, well, we might not have as high a percentage as, say, Pontiac or Detroit. But we have them. We do. And it's not okay. We do. So we wanted to set out to do something about that. And people agreed it's not okay Mm -hmm. that we have hungry children. And we've got a very supportive community. And we have since also gotten very supportive volunteers. Mm -hmm. But we started small with both of the buildings that Diane and Jennifer Were principals of, and that was Pine Tree when it was elementary, and Blanche Sims, and we started small so that we could create processes Mm -hmm. that were repeatable, and then take on the bigger chunk. Blessings in a Backpack is a national program. It was started in Kentucky, and we are a chapter under them. Okay. And we work with them, and they order. It's a partnership with them and Meyer, and we can order food at a much reduced rate than you and I can go to even Meyer okay. and purchase. Okay. And so when we fundraise, that's a better deal for us to get the food and, the, and a menu, a set menu. Um, and they do have set menus or we can go off and create our own, and we create our own to the best of our ability, mm-hmm. which we feel is the best for our students. Sure. And then we bring it in, and we divide it up into two different packs in a month, Now, I'm sorry, one pack that we deliver twice a month. That's for storage space purposes. We started out with the two buildings, which was very small, and then we grew. The missions of Blessing in the backpack is to mobilize communities, people, and resources to provide weekend food for elementary-age students who might otherwise go hungry. And we followed that, and so we got all our elementary kids covered in all of our buildings. Mm -hmm. And then we said, but they're graduating from elementary, moving on to middle school, and they're still hungry. So we incorporated our middle schools into that, and we're unique in the country with that. We're also unique in that we have covered all our middle schools. Sometimes it's done in a community per school building, and maybe that's probably because it's a higher percentage, and that's a more doable piece. So we handle it district-wide, and it's been working so far. So we have – this is our 10th year. We just –
0: yeah, finishing amazing. up our 10th yeah.
1: year of it of providing weekend food to at-risk children in Lake Oregon Community Schools yeah no that's awesome
0: a great explanation and uh, over a decade and you know one of the things you said I totally believe and I've said it multiple times with other things is that you get really get one chance at it so let's do it right correct and uh, you guys uh, sound like you had that philosophy as you moved into it and you certainly are doing it right because it's going very well uh, you're serving a lot of a lot of children um, and you talked a little bit about other communities. So I, I have had experience with Blessings in a Backpack, and it was more one, one building. Um, like you said, a higher f- free and reduced lunch uh, right. population and, and whatnot. But that's how I've seen that before. And yes, what we do here, what you do here, your team does here, uh, definitely is much more expansive uh, than that. And as far as the need, you know, that has only gotten, that has only increased. And Correct. You know, I, as you know, I've been here for three years, and you, that has continued to increase over time. I think we're up to about 23% for any reduced lunch right. across the district. Um, we do have different buildings that have different different levels, and, and you know well about all of that because you're, you know, really paying attention to those kinds of things. So, if you talked a little bit about storage. So, that's a lot of food. It uh, is. It's a lot of mouths to feed. Um, where, do, where, do you, where are you guys housed, and how does all this happen?
1: So that's a great question, and I appreciate that. And when we first went to start this, Superintendent Marion Janopoulos at the time was extremely supportive, and she offered us storage space here in Lake Warren Community Schools, and then we are housed currently at the CERC building in the old boys' locker room. And we started out really small with a cage, and then we we house a lot of our um, food and already packed packs waiting to be delivered mm-hmm. in two different um, locked up places. We utilize the locker room too for packing. We have two assembly lines. We, we have two different menus. And we um, have a wonderful team that comes in. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't give huge shout outs to all the people in the community who have been volunteering over the years to make this happen. Right. As well as our steering committee who's been a part of organizing and making sure we have everything covered and um i'm one of seven on that and that includes andy and janice zale julian nolan trisha plovey sharon kelly and kelly mcdonald okay and together we we steer this project um
0: so that's the steering committee those individuals that you just named there so on the on that day and it's wednesday right that you guys do the great amount of work. Correct. Is that right? We okay. pack
1: on Wednesdays, we deliver half of that two weeks' worth of packs to school buildings and the other two weeks goes into storage and then we we do it again in two weeks. So we pack every 4 weeks. Okay. Actually we pick up the Meyer order first. Okay. And also got to give a shout out to the robotics team 302 here because they partner with us for setting okay. up, and they've been doing that with us for several years now. And we couldn't function without them right, right now. They've right. been amazing support for us.
0: So you have the robotics team, and that's students, but Correct. Uh, how many people does it really take when you guys are doing this work on Wednesdays?
1: Ideally, about 16 volunteers on a Wednesday morning okay. plus our driver, okay. um, and we're looking for drivers of the truck if anybody's okay. interested.
0: Okay. So what is your drive? I mean driver says drive, but where do they drive like, what are they doing? What is their role? Great. So another
1: shout out to the district cause they partner with us. Also, you all thank mm-hmm. you, Ben You're welcome. for the use of the box truck, mm-hmm. um, because delivering to the buildings is a pretty big deal and it, it takes up space. And we need the box trucks. So we're in wheeled bins, and we wheel them to every elementary building and every middle school building. So we have this route that goes literally all around Lake Orion, and we come back, and I say we because I usually help deliver those. Okay, awesome.
0: Awesome. And so that's on Fridays. Did I understand that? It's on Wednesdays. It's on Wednesdays. Okay, all right. I'm glad I asked. Um, So if somebody wanted to volunteer to drive or to help, it yes. was on Wednesdays that on you need Wednesdays. that help. Do they have to have a CDL or any kind of licensure or just a regular driver's license? They
1: don't. It's actually the largest box truck you can drive without having a CDL. But our, okay. our team here, our B&G, would do um, a little bit of training, not difficult with the air brakes. Right, sure. And you would get training with um, our head driver, Andy Zale, who would show you the ropes. And we would love to have more help. He okay. would love to have more help. Right,
0: more. right, yeah. Any, any kind of help, I'm sure, assists. So... So as far as help and assistance, this doesn't come cheap. There's a huge commitment. So how is it funded?
1: So we are most fortunate to have awesome community support. And COVID slowed us down a little bit. Um, Several years ago, we started a trivia night, which we held annually in January, roughly the third weekend in January. And it was sold out Mm -hmm. and very competitive and a lot of fun was one of our key fundraisers, and we also have been fortunate enough to receive some grants from GM, right. we have a nice little partnership with them and that so far, and that's been wonderful. Um, we also get some volunteers from them currently, so we have a, a nice thing going. Awesome. That's uh, really
0: good, and I actually just came from, uh, I've been meeting with them throughout the year, and they've been great supporters, and they really want to get involved, and I i would I would guess that they would be really happy to continue to uh, provide uh, volunteers for that. They want to be really engaged for sure. So, um, is there anything else with the blessings in the backpack that uh, you'd like to share with uh, our listeners at all before we move on to some of the other great things that you do in the community?
1: So, I'm just gonna put a plug in if I can and say, since we we're talking about fundraising, and we hadn't been able to do the Trivia night for a few years, and then oh, okay. our our main, a location for it was the Knights of Columbus, which recently sold. Okay. Well, we're planning to come back bigger and better this January of 2024. Okay. So look for that if, for people to anticipate the return of Blessings and Backpack Trivia Night. We're planning to go to the Legacy Center in Oxford. Oh, all right. And so... Awesome. we look forward to hosting that again
0: yeah the anticipation it's got to be great that's good uh and one of the things we've talked about a little bit as far as the district um you know commitment and added as things evolved in this whole campus and you know you guys are using as you said the shared locker room and i've been in there before and have seen that space and you guys just were really making do for sure, but as we make uh, um, revisions and that, and the, all the plans aren't made yet for CERC, but there definitely will be a space for blessings in the pack backpack moving forward. So, uh, please make sure your team knows that we'll continue to have that uh, commitment. That, yes, eventually. yes, we've talked about that a few different times in cabinet, and uh, everybody's on the same page. So, um, so obviously, there's a ton of volunteerism that you that you do. Um, and somehow, some way that got infused in you and became, you know, who you were. Is there a person in your life that gave you gave you hope as you were developing into the woman that you are today?
1: That's an awesome question. Well, first and foremost, my hope and inspiration comes from my faith. Okay. Um, that's where I find my hope and my purpose okay. for all things. And then next would be my parents. Okay. Um, I'm a first-generation American. Um, my parents were born in Germany. Right. and Each of my parents didn't know each other in Germany, found each other after they moved here, but they were both like 18 years old. Wow. When they got on, um, One, my mom came on a boat and got here with about 20 bucks in her pocket in a suitcase wow. and set out to change her life. They both grew up in World War Germany and wanted a better future for their families. Um, it just inspires me, the courage it takes to to do something like that in your life. Yeah. And they were have always been very giving, very proud Americans and always giving back. I grew up in that kind of a legacy, um, even in church and the volunteering we did and providing meals for others, even in times when we things were tight for us. Mm-hmm. So I had a really solid example of what it's like to kind of give your life away, yeah. so to speak. Um, but then it's also my family. Um, I always tell people I'm a professional volunteer, <laughs> right. and the only reason I can do that is because my family supports me in, in all I do, mm-hmm. um, and that's my husband and my children. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're a part of it in the background. Right. They have a lot of faith in me. Yeah,
0: no, that's awesome. And what a great story about your parents coming together and uh, your mom, how neat they didn't know each other and ended <laughs> up meeting each other here. The, the American Dream. The American Dream, that's absolutely. Right. You're a product of the American Dream for sure, so that's awesome. So uh, obviously the way that I got to uh, first know you is as a board member, uh, which I'm very glad we were able to meet that way. And, and you donate a significant amount of your time uh, each year. Um, and So just tell us a little bit about your your purpose and your drive like you talked about uh, as being a board member for Lake Orion Community Schools.
1: Okay, um, I sort of landed on the board. It wasn't never my intention to okay. do so, but right. as I got involved with schools And I did everything that uh, I intended to. If my kids were going to be a public school, I was going to be a part of it. I volunteered in every way I could in my kids' buildings and their classrooms. And then I started being more involved on the district level. And I started becoming what they call, what I now know is called, as a board watcher. And I probably went to board meetings for three years before I actually threw my hat in the ring. Oh, okay. Um, And that was out of encouragement from other people who said, you know, you should go to the other side of the table. And I finally decided to do it and I had a lot of support in the year I went. It was the last May election and for school boards because the legislature uh-huh. decided we could only have school board elections in even years in, in November. Yeah. And so it was the last May election and I was fortunate enough to be one of thirteen that made four slots that were available that year. Wow. And I haven't turned back. I have yeah. been fortunate to be reelected and it's become a an honor, but also a blessing, I take my role very seriously, not only for the students, but our staff. Right. And that's where part of my passion lies. I feel like they're teaching our future. Right. Um, students. Kids make up about 20% of our population, but they're 100% of our future. Mm-hmm. And everything matters, whether they're well-fed, they come hoping they don't come to school hungry on Monday, which is ble- hoping right. blessings right. is filling some of that. And then supporting our staff and our mission, right, to help... Dragons achieve excellence. Yeah. So yeah. I am I'm all about that. Yeah. But also along the way figured out that it's really important that board members mm-hmm. know what they're doing. Yeah. And so as I've gotten involved and networked, I've gotten involved more in the county level with the Oakland County School Board Association,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then on to the state level with the Michigan Association of School Boards.
0: Right, right. And it doesn't surprise me to hear you say that you spent three years studying, watching board meetings, because um, that's that's who you are. You, you are somebody that really takes uh, your responsibilities seriously. You really want to make sure that you're the best at what, what it is that you're doing. So that does not surprise me, and I see that from you. What whether it's at a regular board meeting, committee meeting, uh, you're always well prepared for sure. So you do you also do some work with Michigan Department of Education? Is there a committee there that you serve on I, or have interest in?
1: Yes, I am. I haven't been able to fulfill it very well um, okay. because it coincided with some, a lot okay. of our blessings okay. work. But I was appointed um, from the Michigan Association. Michigan Association of School Boards, or MASB, to be on the Special Education Advisory Committee through MDE, yeah, okay. and uh, yeah, that's been an honor to be a part of as well.
0: Yeah, and I know that's something that's dear to your heart as well, and, you know, like you said, you want to make sure we're supporting all of our students, uh, as well as our staff, and inspiring, and, and uh, the joy and success of all of our dragons, so... So you've been with the community for quite some time. You've seen school district uh, employees come and go. Uh, any other exceptional difference makers that you would want to mention uh, that we have here in our community?
1: I am inspired by the Lake Warren community overall. I feel like Lake Warren is a very special place. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see other communities that have a drive and a passion for who we are. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite things about all of it is that we're all dragons, mm-hmm. not just yeah. in the school district, yeah. which I love. Yeah. Because a lot of districts, um, and some of it have a necessity, but they're every, they change school colors from building to building, and mascots, and I just love that we are all dragons, and that to me is very unifying and inspiring. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but then the Lake Warren community is also, we've dragon on the lake, there's dragon coffee, there's dragon, I, it's awesome, right. I just love that. Yeah. It's a very special place, and it does give me inspiration to help my community to do my role and make our community better.
0: Right. Well, and I appreciate you saying that, when I was looking at the district, everybody all the buildings being a dragon that is unique is. and and the thing that it did do is it, it gives everybody that unifying force or that yes. that purpose and that was never more clear than when i like i said it was i was like researching and whatnot like every sign had dragon and it took me a little bit and then i finally realized but yeah now that i'm part of the school community i'm also part of the the larger community and you are spot on everybody's a dragon it does not matter if you're you know, owner of a coffee shop or a sandwich shop, or a member of the school, everybody identifies for sure. So, it certainly has been a pleasure, and I'm really glad that our paths have been able to cross. You know, as our relationship as school board member and superintendent and uh, continues to evolve, but it's certainly been a pleasure and and knowing more about the um, the drive that you have to, to serve children, not only the hungry children, but all of the children in our school district and and frankly our county as well. So. Um, Our guest today, Birgit McQuiston, is married to Greg. Uh, Together they have two children, Emily and Eric, and we thank uh, them for sharing Ms. Birgit McQuiston with us and the community. We look forward to bringing another guest next month as we find another difference maker in our Lake Orion Community Schools. Thank you for listening today. I challenge our listeners to be that champion of hope for somebody, anybody. Go Dragons.